RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, Patriots. Welcome back, everyone, once again to another episode of Red Pill News. Occam's Razor, I mean. (laughs) Joining me today, my co-host on this and every Thursday, my good friend, Mr. Al Keelan, also known as Uncensored Abe. We're now in day three of humiliation and defeat for Kevin McCarthy, the seventh vote for Speaker of the House. Either it's recently concluded or it's still going on and he's still not winning. Can't wait to see what happens next. Matt Gates with a unsurprising nomination, bringing it home. Is this the beginning of the end for Kevin McCarthy and his candidacy? I certainly would like to think so. All right. Don't forget, you guys, if you're over there on Rumble, please hit the plus sign. That is the Rumble button. It lets everybody know you like the show. It's like a like. Generally, we have a couple thousand people here. Only a couple of hundred people push that. It's free. It's a major support for the show. It lets Rumble know that this is a good show. Helps us get on the leaderboard. All right, guys, do me a favor. Sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, and Abe and I will be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. Thank you for joining us, everyone, and please join me in welcoming my co-host on this and every Thursday, Uncensored Abe. Abe, how are you there? Are you, are we done being angry with each other? <laughs> that was the conspiracy theory, anyways. I will say, <laughs> yeah, I will say there are some that don't like ideas being challenged with well-sourced and sauced uh, information. It is not you. You try to facilitate yes. the uh, open source and debate with every topic, and I love you for it. And all of you out there that... Uh, uh, missed the ideas of uh, things, a lot of things happening over the holidays with me personally and with Zach and the rest. Um, we understand, but no, the, the the purpose of what we try to do is to debate and ideas and discussion and get the best topics out there. And for the most part, the vast majority of this community wants debate, wants the challenging of ideas. And that's yes. what we try to do, bro. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, You guys, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show today, I have two special requests for the audience. First of all, uh, a viewer of the show named Tim, uh, who lives in Virginia Beach, he's in need of legal representation. Uh, Two years ago, Tim went to Washington, D.C. to hear Donald Trump speak. Uh, Two days ago, he posted something on Twitter about Adam Schiff's uh, relationship with Ed Buck. Ed Buck is the big Republican, excuse me, big Democrat booster and donor uh, who had a penchant for picking up blackmail prostitutes and then injecting them with enough liquid crystal meth so that their hearts would explode. 
He did it on a number of occasions, and for a while he was able to get away with it. And I tend to think it may have had something to do with his relationship uh, to a lot of high-profile Democrats, people like Adam Schiff. Well, no surprise, uh, 24 hours after making that post on Twitter, Tim receives a call from the FBI. And the FBI wants him to come in and speak to them about going to Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Now, you know, given everything that we've learned here, Abe, about the FBI's very close relationship with Twitter and then even more than that, Adam Schiff's very close relationship, being personally responsible for getting Paul Sperry and Greg Rubini deleted uh, back in 2020, um, I, I, I can't believe that this is a coincidence, that those two events, the post on Twitter making the connection between Buck and Schiff and then the call from the FBI two years after January 6th, I, I, I just can't believe that they're not related. So um, what I'm asking for is for anybody in the Virginia Beach area or just generally in that area, if you're a lawyer and you're willing to help Tim out because he needs to have a lawyer present when he goes and speaks to the FBI, he, you know, it's so easy to get General Flynn, if you will. Um, and uh, and it's just good idea if you're ever going to be speaking with law enforcement that you have your lawyer present because you never know what's going on. You never know what their plans are. And although law enforcement, oftentimes when they have um, uh, negative goals in mind, they will make you feel as if requesting your lawyer's presence is somehow an indication that you've done something wrong. But that is your right as an American to not say anything that would incriminate yourself either on purpose or on accident. And it's your right to have a lawyer present. And there's just not a lot of lawyers who are willing to stick their necks out. So if there's anybody out there and you're in that area, Virginia Beach, if you can please send me an email uh, either at redpill78 at protonmail.com or go to my website, redpill78news.com. Go to the contact box and then send me a message through there and I will put you and Tim in touch. And then the other thing I have is another viewer of the program. Just real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Just real quick. Um, people are under no obligation to speak to the FBI unless they are facing some type of subpoena or charges. So. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they, they can, they can ask him to do whatever he wants voluntarily. Uh, he is under no obligation <clears> to voluntarily speak unless he is under subpoena or anything. So just let him know that. Okay. I, I, I will. Hopefully Tim's listening right now, but th thank you very much for, for saying that you're absolutely right. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> and then the other thing is another viewer of the program, Terry, uh, he and his wife recently found that his wife has ovarian cancer. Um, I've put him in contact with a couple of different resources for uh, alternative treatments for cancers, um, some some things that have had really, really good success. And I'm hoping that uh, that's going to be enough to, to help him and his wife remain healthy and, and help uh, you know her get over this and make sure that she's going to be OK and be here for many years to come. But I need you guys to keep Ter Terry and his wife in your prayers so that uh, the, the healing power of God is going to be there uh, at their backs as they go through this journey. And, and I really appreciate everybody for, uh, you know, adding them to your daily prayers. I really, really appreciate it. Now, he is going to be, uh, see, Miss uh, Mary <clears throat> suggests iodine. Um, I uh, I gave him, um, uh, like I said, a number of different resources. Uh, tried putting him in touch with Charlene and Ty Bollinger, The Truth About Cancer. They have just so many different treatments available for them. Um, but uh, I think that they'll probably end up going through a number of things. And, you know, it, Abe, in the instance of cancer, I think you got to throw the kitchen sink at it, you know, um, 
if you have uh, as 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 many different treatments as as possible at your disposal, uh, then why not go ahead and do it, especially if they're non-toxic and they're not going to uh, make you sick. But fenbendazole is another good one. I see people mentioning ivermectin because that's another uh, antiparasitic in the same way that fenbendazole is. But uh, there are just so many different things out there. So uh, Terry and and, uh, and and your wife, I uh, w- wish you guys the best, and please keep me informed about what's going on. Okay, let's get it's into. Just, it's such the biggest frustrating part of it's such the biggest frustrating part of um, of trying to help people with information is there are a lot of experimental and excellent treatments out there. Yeah. That big pharma doesn't want you to know about, and they stigmatize people who who want to try to look at alternative treatments, but. I hope people who are are facing decisions like that open their minds to the idea that there are a lot of alternative treatments out there that may help them. Absolutely. You know, and in in my in my experience, take a look at the stuff that like the FDA and the government are is fighting against the hardest, because to me, those are probably the things that are going to give you the most success. If they want to do everything they can to shut it down, uh, then there's a reason for that especially when these treatments are non-toxic and they have, you know, good anecdotal results. And there's even research studies out. Uh, Specifically, one of the things that I said, uh, I just learned like later that night, actually, about this doctor named uh, Brzezinski. Uh, He was a Polish immigrant, came to the United States. Uh, He did uh, uh, cancer research at Baylor, uh, which I believe is where uh, uh, Peter McCullough was at until recently. And he discovered a peptide that is present in the bodies of healthy adults, people without cancer, and that is not present in the bodies of people with cancer. They're called, I believe, like antineoplastins or something like that. But what he and his clinic in Texas do uh, is they they, they synthesize these peptides, and then this is uh, one of the treatments that they give to people who have cancer, may have great success. Uh, in uh, in in healing people, my my friend Charles Pixley uh, and uh, and and Seventeen X, uh, I think that was it. I think it was called Seventeen X, something like that. It's been a minute since I've looked at it, but um, you know, also just some easy stuff like uh, uh, like B twelve or something. I mean, there's just so much uh, ivermectin, obviously, um, lots of things. Uh, Sue Susa Castle says follow Doctor Peter Giddin at Rise Up Into Health, amazing alternative medicine. So again, hopefully Terry and his wife are watching and, and they'll see this and, and you guys will give them some good ideas. Continue. B17. That's it. B17. Continue to throw that in the chat. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> I want to get into want to get into the major news that's happening right now. That would happen to be the vote for Speaker of the House. Kevin McCarthy, Abe, shows no signs of taking his name out of the hat. Uh, and I've talked about this extensively over the last couple of days. So I, I'm interested to get your take, you know, kind of where you see this going and how you see this playing out. And I'd like to begin by mentioning that just before we came on the show during this seventh vote, Matt Gates uh, cast the first official ballot for none other than Donald John Trump. So in my opinion, uh, that has now opened the floodgates, and it's going to make it uh, appropriate and and uh, and even acceptable for members of the House of Representatives to cast their ballot for Donald Trump. And we'll see how that plays out over the course of the next several votes. But where do you think this vote for speaker is? Well, I'm thoroughly enjoying the process again and having a voice in the process, because once again, we have a group of patriots in D.C. who are listening to, you know, some activists out there that are the most boisterous. 
And instead of DC just ignoring us and, and, uh, you know, just saying, eh, whatever, we're just going to force the vote and we're going to shove it down your throats like we do everything else in DC. Um, there are people standing up for us and there are people who are, are, um, negotiating in the process. And there are also a bunch of us who will never forget that Kevin McCarthy backstabbed all of us and we're never going to forget it. And yeah. he should not be speaker because of it. And he should go away because of it. And so in the meantime, you have this, this show being played out and you have Fox news and the rest calling this chaos and all of these other things. And you see a lot of people feeding the chaos narrative. No, this is debate style DC uh, particip participation of the American public in the process again. And this will continue to happen this way for the rest of this year and until further notice whether DC likes it or not, because there are a lot of people who are sick and tired of not having their voices heard. And so we are going to activate our activists and have their voices be loud and heard just as many others do. And I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying today watching Nancy Pelosi for the seventh time have to fire herself. It is historic <laughs> and beautiful to watch. I think it's an incredible thing. You know, I, I mean, the founders created these processes within the federal government for a reason, you know, and, and I think that although there are people out there in America that I, I saw them yesterday, you know, well, you know, why does this have to just drag on? You know, they're they're not able to get to the business of the investigations, the investigations that, you know, the same caliber of investigations that we've had before. OK, um, they're not able to get to the business of, of passing bills. So, oh, you mean all the bills that uh, suck up the money that we don't even have that we end up having to borrow from the Federal Reserve? OK, uh, so or the, the programs that do absolutely nothing to benefit the people of the United States and, uh, you know, quite often just enrich those members of Congress. Um, you know, to me, Congress has become a mostly ceremonial body. They don't even read the bills. Uh, they don't know really what's in the budget to any full extent. Uh, they collect a paycheck. They show up to work nine months out of the year. And when they do show up uh, and, uh, and, and, and they actually try to get anything done, they seem to be physically and mentally incapable uh, of achieving any meaningful goals that are something the United States people would like to see. You know, I mean, they have a lot of passion projects individually. They talk about, uh, you know, hot button issues like abortion or gun control, uh, and they keep us focused on those things while at the same time, they're not really addressing any of the systemic problems that are facing America. And so I don't care how long it takes them. I will be happy to watch them go back over and over and over again. And I think the founders created it with this sort of, you know, unlimited number of votes that must take place to get to 218 because that process will force the caucus to come to an agreement amongst themselves. They must reach a compromise on someone that not only they can agree on at a number of 218, uh, but also somebody that will represent the values of the American people. Uh, because we know, like you said, Kevin McCarthy betrayed us. I don't believe Kevin McCarthy will represent the values of America. And I think that that was underscored to an even greater degree uh, when Lauren Boebert went on the air and said that she and uh, at least one other had gone to Kevin McCarthy and offered to give him that vote, the 218 that he needed to become speaker on the first round. All he had to do was agree to some really common sense things. 
Uh, and instead of agreeing to those common sense things, which would have been good for not only these members of the of the House, but also, I believe, good for America, Kevin McCarthy thumbed his nose at him. He turned around and said, I don't need your votes. I'm going to be speaker like that guy. His ego is about the size of California, in my estimation. Uh, so now, as we are trailing towards the uh, uh, the eighth vote on on this uh, on this speakership for this session of Congress, uh, Kevin McCarthy has suffered humiliating defeat after humiliating defeat, uh, and uh, and it seems like he's actually you know begging these people to now vote for him. I'm sure you heard last night that there was a, an emergency meeting, and uh, and and it was. It was uh, rumored that Kevin had agreed to all of these things that the Freedom Caucus and uh, and the the segment of the House that don't want to vote for him uh, that he had agreed to their to their demands. Well, that that didn't accumulate to anything. You know, they they came back last night. It was chaos on the floor. Uh, they adjourned and then they came back today. And obviously, people are not voting for Kevin McCarthy still. And rightfully so. I mean, he's going to go away. And whether he likes it or not, he's going to go away. We are not going to allow him mm-hmm. to be speaker after what he did to J6 Patriots, after what he did to President Trump, yeah. literally backstab President Trump and kick him out of office. I mean, it is just, you know, forget the rest. And so um, I- I'm thoroughly enjoying the process. And in the meantime, you know, let's have fun with it. Go ahead, mm-hmm. get Trump's name in there. Just, just the freaking... Get them uh, fired up. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and uh, have them another uh, taxpayer, uh, 20 pizzas and a couple of shots of uh, vodka. Send them, send yeah. them their way. Go ahead. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, if this takes till summer, let it take till summer. That's fine. Like you said, what's going to happen after this is done? Nothing. Absolutely freaking nothing. We're going to go back to stagnation. We're going to get single bills going to go through, and then the, the Senate's going to either block them or not allow them to go through. And if they do get them passed, then, then Biden's going to, uh, you know, veto them. We don't have a veto-proof majority. So, you know, this is the stand that we can make. These are the changes that we can make to better America. And like you said, uh, the, the Freedom Caucus is, is the foundation of change, compromise, and solutions in the House. They are the only ones that are there. And if Kevin McCarthy doesn't want them on, on committee assignments because, wow, gee, that would be good for solutions and change, well, then, good, then you don't get it. You're not hearing, you're not listening, and goodbye. Yes, exactly. Uh, now, Gump says Marjorie Taylor Greene is the new Dan Crenshaw. I personally believe she is a rhino because she wants Kevin McCarthy to be the speaker. Now, I am still on the fence about MTG. Um, I understand why people would think that. Um, but as I said yesterday on Badlands, and I think I probably also said it in my own episode of RPN in the afternoon, um, I, I believe that as long as Kevin McCarthy has his name in the hat to become Speaker of the House, the people who have already agreed to support him uh, are are going to continue to vote for him. Only once he withdraws his name from consideration will those people be freed up to do anything else. I, I think it's highly possible, Abe. That President Trump, maybe many other members of the House, were aware from the get-go that Kevin was not going to have the votes. And by creating those alliances, making that promise to support Kevin McCarthy, even though you think he can't win, but he is deluded and believes he can, uh, that creates an allyship. Uh, and it allows for somebody to call in a vig on Kevin McCarthy sometime in the future. So if 
you know, think about these these politicians. You know, they've got their own bills that they want to get through. They've got to raise support in the in the in the caucus. Uh, and uh, in, in order in order to do that, they have to forge these relationships. So I don't know that Marjorie Taylor Greene is a lost cause or that she's a rhino or the new Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw, I, I, I believe, uh, is definitely a rhino. He he called the, the Freedom Caucus terrorists yesterday. Uh, and then when he was confronted about it, he said, you know, grow a thicker skin. Um, you know, calling someone a terrorist is about the worst thing you can possibly do. That's what the mainstream media and the left have been talking, saying about us for years now. Uh, personally, I think it's a libelous accusation. Uh, and uh, Dan Crenshaw saying it, he should understand the weight of that. The man is a, a veteran. He he lost his eye in service to his country. Dan Crenshaw knows the weight of that statement. I believe Dan Crenshaw truly is uh, a rhino. He He's McCain light. Well, here, grow some thick skin, Dan Crenshaw. You have PTSD and have mental issues to the point where we are seriously considering your mental state and whether you can make uh, you know, good decisions or not anymore. So, uh, you know, we have serious concerns about you and your mental state because of what you went through. Uh, is that You need some more thick skin to deal with that there, Danny. Secondarily, um, it's okay to disagree, bro. I hate this that because somebody disagrees with what they want to happen, then that person's a terrorist. It's just as bad as Dan. Mm-hmm. And and MTG has had has been there for a while and has been banned from doing anything worthwhile. If MTG made a deal to get on a on a main committee to a point where she could actually get some stuff done, like some major shit done on mm-hmm. judiciary or something like that, or or maybe in legislation and regulation, deregulation. I mean, if she can get some stuff done, then what? Then all of a sudden she's a patriot again. So. You know, don't hate the player, hate the game. I hate DC the way it works. Agreed. But yes. you got you have to work within the system and it's okay to disagree. We have to remember that. It's okay to debate. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to to agree to disagree. And we, we social media and the way that 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 uh the CIA's version of deep dreaming society it, it was to keep us at each other's throats and keep us in disagreement and not allow for disagreement. And we're trying to work our ourselves back into that to where we can, you know, okay, well, I don't agree with what your stance is there, but I still see that you want what's best for the country. We, we need to get back to that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So my only point to anybody out there who has uh, misgivings about any of these people is, is simply to remember how Washington DC works. It's a, it's, it's a, a city state unto its own. It's like, <clears throat> its own little microcosm. And in order to survive in Washington, D.C. and to survive in American politics, as disgusting as it is, you must create alliances. It's all about relationships. It's all about quid pro quo. It's what can you do for me if I do something for you? And that is fully a disgusting proposition. I think for most people, it's abhorrent. You know, I mean, like we here, the the average everyday working people of America, we do what we mean. We do what well, we say, what we mean, and we do what we say. All right. And we're not out here trying to work people uh, and to manipulate situations so that we can end up in a particular spot over and above other people. I think we have a lot of psychopaths and a lot of sociopathic behavior in Washington, D.C. Unfortunately, that's what happens. Once you get there, you have to play among this game of manipulation. So I I truly believe that you will see and hear politicians 
do and say things that betray their true feelings or what their true intentions are. And when it happens and it's, you know, uh, and it's obvious and it affects America, we can see it so clearly. You know, I mean, think about how many times over the years politicians have said they plan to do one thing while they were running and then they get into office and then, oh, suddenly they don't do it or they're unable to do it. uh, And, you know, they just move on like business as usual. Um, I think the same can be said uh, when you flip the coin. You know, these politicians have to tell each other that they're going to do something or behave in a certain way. Uh, and it might not necessarily mean that they are exactly who they say they are. Hey, what's up, Penny Whitbrand? It's good to see you out there. She says, I don't take issue with MTG supporting McCarthy. I do, however, question her motivation in calling out Boebert, Roy, and Gates. <clears throat> I can see what you're saying there on that one. Um, but at the same time, I can still see it within the context of this relationship that she has developed with Kevin McCarthy, because if he becomes Speaker of the House and if they are able uh, to secure the votes eventually, she's going to be playing to whatever Kevin McCarthy wants her to do. And if her position on a committee is dependent upon that, you know, that's simply what it is. Uh, And then also MB Gloss says, just maybe Gates started the avalanche of votes for Trump. I wonder what Ivan Raikinlin is thinking. Yes, I texted Ivan as soon as I heard Matt Gates say that, and I haven't heard from him, but I'm pretty certain he's actually in Washington, D.C., watching all of this go down right now. Uh, Sunny Day over on the Foxhole says, I loved the Badlands show you did about the Mandela effect. Usually I miss live shows, but I always watch replays. Awesome, Sunny. I'm glad that you enjoyed it, and I'm glad that you're able to be here with us right now. You guys, I uh, just want to remind everybody, Penny Whiprot, former guest on the program. She's been here a couple of different times. I'm sure she's going to be back in the future. We were just talking uh, around Christmas about doing a special collaboration uh, on her channel and my channel. I would highly recommend that you follow her uh, both on her website website and then also on uh, her Rumble channel because uh, Penny is uh, an excellent mm-hmm. resource for healthcare related stuff and of course she has some pretty profound personal experiences so definitely check her out <clears throat> one other person Abe that um I feel comfortable saying I'm very I'm very disappointed in um is uh is Sean Hannity you know because he has become yeah. an absolute shill for Kevin McCarthy uh, I think that there's there's no There's no mistaking it when you take a look at his behavior uh, and especially in this interview with um, with Lauren Boebert last night. Um, You know, he is like front and center. She did a great job last night handling him. She did. She did. You know, and she she did a great job on MSNBC as well. Um, But uh, but she but Kevin McCarthy is not the guy. Uh, I think that it's pretty obvious. And I feel like Sean Hannity has lost the pulse of the people. Um, you know, I, I don't think we need to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but I'm disappointed in, in Sean Hannity. Let me let me play this uh, th- this uh, this clip from the show last night. Oh shoot, I have to actually go to it. Uh, and while that's pulling up, uh, yeah, Janice sixty nine sixty six says, "Here's the bottom line: the people, us, absolutely do not want McCarthy as speaker. So shouldn't our Congress abide by the will of the people?" Yeah. I absolutely believe that that's exactly what they should do, and I think that's what the Freedom Caucus is attempting to do. The problem is that there are so many self-serving, egotistical maniacs that get into politics and end up in Washington, D.C., and like I said, both of us, this is cutthroat, okay? So the people that usually end up successful are the people that are the biggest bastards, and I'm sorry to say that, but that tends to be the truth. Here's that clip. 
So you and others fought hard for a motion to vacate with only five Republicans able to trigger that 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 motion. Uh, Kevin McCarthy didn't want to give it to you, but he did give it to you in the end. To me, that's kind of an insurance so, Sean, policy. I, Can I but finish? But he didn't all the way. He did Wait not. Sure. He, he gave you what you asked for. And one of the things that he I've been not. asking people, I'm asking you tonight, who is your final choice for speaker? And if you can't get more than, let's say, 30 votes, will you follow your own advice uh, that you are asking Donald Trump and withdraw? There are certainly names that are be being floated around. And, hey, maybe I should nominate President Donald J. Trump tomorrow. But, Sean, I, I did watch your show last night. This is a game night, show? Like, we're going to pick... On this motion. We're going to no, 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 pick Jim no, no. Jordan Listen, one day, I, I Donald the, the other day, straight. Trump. How his dismissive attitude, I find it offensive. Continuing. The next on day? this motion to vacate because he did not give us this motion to vacate. I'm showing there's a, a, a whole consensus of other candidates. But I'm, not, I'm trying to understand but how you're thinking This motion here. to vacate, Sean, you need to understand that, that Kevin McCarthy did not give us my hard red line. He fought and for this it. is a century old, a centuries. No, he did not. No, he, well, I know that he made that the promise. That was written by Thomas Jefferson. I know he made the promise since because... 1837 with five members, Sean, with five members, not that's one right, member five. to offer the okay. motion to vacate. So and my question is this. Nancy Pelosi's you haven't precedence. answered my question. So if you have... You cannot yesterday you supported, yesterday you supported Jordan. Today you're supporting Donald. Sean, that's not the way this Donald's. works. We need a check and a balance on the third in line. Who is your fight? Let's Look, have Sean, a final answer. Want Who unity. do you want to well, be you know, Speaker of the House? For the conference to decide. We need to come together. Who do you want? To, I'm asking is. who you want. What does it look like life after Kevin? We need would to like find to somebody know. who can actually uni unify the Republican Party. I have. <clears throat> okay, so let, let's talk about that. A life after Kevin McCarthy, uh, President Trump, uh, I think that his support of Kevin McCarthy is another political maneuver, uh, because if Kevin McCarthy becomes Speaker of the House and President Trump is going to come back to the office of the presidency, he's going to need to have that alliance. Um, now, if President Trump is aware that Kevin will not have enough votes, his open support of him is, again, another chip that President Trump can cash in at some point in the future, should Kevin McCarthy play ball and actually make good on promises. But he started out yesterday saying, you know, we have to elect Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House. He's been saying it for a couple of days. Uh, and then at some point, uh, he called out the name of someone. I can't remember. He's not even in Congress, but he, he said, you know, this guy would be the worst pick for Speaker of the House. And that to me signals that President Trump is pointing to the possibility that somebody else must be nominated. So then President Trump put out a couple of messages and said, very good things are happening behind the scenes for the Republican Party. Intense but smart negotiations between great and patriotic people are ongoing. They all love our country and want something to go forward, ASAP. This event will end up making the Republican Party stronger and more uni united than ever before. Our nation is at stake. Stay tuned and make America great again. And then he said, I actually think that a big Republican victory today after going through numerous roll calls that failed to produce a speaker of the House has made the position and process of getting to the speaker bigger and more important than if it were done in the more traditional way. Much like me again becoming president after having won in 2016, gotten many more millions of votes in 2020, but supposedly not winning. Big lie. And then winning again in 2024. It will be bigger than the traditional way. 
I think he's right, Abe. I think that this puts more attention on it, and it shows that uh, the, the the members of Congress that we have right now are simply not going to go along with whatever the party is demanding they do uh, because we've had that for years. This is the status quo. People get in line, they capitulate, and they're willing to just do it for the sake of doing it. We got to take a break for the second half of the show. I want to get your thoughts on the other side of that, Abe. We'll be right back. All right, Abe, your thoughts. Well, I mean, I, I go to uh, the chess mind of, of President Trump, where the mainstream media and the vast majority of people don't go to. Is President Trump uh, a chess player big enough to where he will put somebody on blast that deserves it, such as, I don't know, Paul Ryan, Bill yeah. Barr, uh, Kevin McCarthy? Mm-hmm. Is, 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 he, is he tactical enough to where he would bring attention to somebody who he knows damn well backstabbed him? Mm-hmm. It ain't like we're it ain't like we're the only ones who's going to forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's where I go to with this. President Trump is very tactical in the way he brings attention to and draws attention to topics. And I love the way that he does that because he plays MAGA just as easily as he plays the left and the media. So, uh, you know, I, I love the way he does it because he's very, very skilled at it. And he's and he's to the point where you, you, you everyone is just like, nope. There's a plan behind what he's doing. And in the end, Kevin McCarthy is not going to be Speaker of the House, just as I'll, I'll go there, just as Brunson case is not going to go anywhere, just as President Trump is not going to be Speaker. But in the end, the process is fun. In the end, the, the process is, is engaging. People are engaging in the speakership process where two weeks ago, no one gave a shit that $1.7 billion was spent. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden they, they care about Kevin McCarthy. It's, it's, um, so, you know, it's it's interesting to see how the reactions of people more so. And I think my brother kind of nailed this yesterday when he said on my show, he was like, uh, I'm just thoroughly loving watching Kevin McCarthy being put on blast while everybody else is being exposed for either the establishment kind of shill that they are or, or maybe just not seeing through the, the literal house of cards games that's happening out there. So it's fun to watch, man. And And, and again, in the end, President Trump is, is going to be um, help guide the process going forward this year, and nothing's probably going to get done, and that's all that matters. So in the meantime, we're going to have some fun with the process, and Kevin McCarthy is going to be put on blast as many times as he has to before he goes the freak away. Yes, absolutely. Now, I to, to the point of uh, everyone in the chat who has mentioned that the people don't want Kevin McCarthy, uh, I spoke with CanCon about this yesterday, but... Uh, Rasmussen did uh, did a, a, a survey to determine what the likelihood of uh, support for Kevin McCarthy would be among the American people. Uh, and uh, over the, the the totality of the survey, less than half, 48 percent of Republican voters want Kevin McCarthy to become Speaker of the House. Twenty nine percent of them are opposed and 24 percent are undecided. Uh, now, Democratic voters oppose McCarthy by a 20-point margin, 48% to 28%. It's almost the exact same numbers on both the right and the left that don't want Kevin McCarthy. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, there are there are actually, is it more people? More people? No, tw- it's 28% in favor on the Democrat side. Um, <laughs> yeah, 28% on the, on the Democrat side that are in favor. So it's slightly less, but it's almost exactly the same amount. And it just goes to show you across the entirety of the United States, it's not Kevin McCarthy. I want to get your thoughts on, uh, Byron Donalds because, 
Uh, several people I saw yesterday saying, oh, you know, Byron Donalds, he's, you know, he's a freshman. Uh, this is what this is going to be a second term. Uh, you know, what does Byron Donalds know? Why would he be Speaker of the House? And my state, my answer to that uh, is that President Trump had no experience as an elected official when he was elected in 2016. And then, you know, I, I guess he had experience when he was elected in 2020. But I think that the uh, the 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 presence of a, an office that was held prior to taking a big office like this uh, really doesn't have any bearing on it. Uh, Penny also said Hannity could do his show in eight minutes every night if he quit restating everything. Also, it's compulsive liar, not congenital liar, you boob. Okay, so yes, what is your opinion on Byron Donalds? Uh, I I love his story and I love his mind and I love his debate skills. So mm-hmm. I look forward to just hearing more from him in general. I, you know, I love, uh, he, he's something, he's a threat to the left because he's something they don't have an intellectual, uh, well-informed, well-educated black man. Uh, they don't have that on the left. They have nothing but uncle Tom puppets who just do what they're told. So he's, he's just a threat to the left in general, just as bringing the topic of president Trump up as speaker is just triggering the hell out of him, And it's fun to do. I mean, I, these people gaslight You know, you watched Hannity gaslight us right off the bat. You watched uh, everyone else gaslight us all day for the last uh, what, six, ten years. Um, it's it's kind of fun to watch the left and even some MAGA just kind of get into the emotional side of it all. But in the end, it's a, it's a fun process, and it should be an engaging process. And then we'll go back to, you know, I, I bet you Congress's approval rating right now is higher than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> go back to a, go back to a thirteen percent approval rating as soon as they get a speaker passed. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, more than anything, I I, I agree with you on on people becoming educated about the process. Uh, this is something that's been lost. I mean, p- people have just uh, you know negated their responsibility. They they passed it off. Uh, civics is not taught anymore. So people don't know how these things are supposed to go down. Uh, and they see uh, a recurring vote yeah. over and over and over again. And and, and uh, the Republican caucus unable to come to an agreement or Kevin McCarthy refusing to step back. And they think, well, there must be some problem because it it's the entire time I've been alive. It's always happened in a single vote. Uh, but again, that is just uh, that that's people that's people no longer paying attention to their values or to their conscience and just doing what they're told because party leadership tells them to do it. Um, I, I want you guys to hear this it's, clip from Byron Donalds. I, I don't know a lot about him. Real but, quick. Yeah, go ahead. Before you go there, it's even worse though, because there's a certain, there's a large part of, of our community that is very well informed that, that sees what's been happening in DC and is just so jaded in the process that they're just, they don't. They don't believe that 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 it's worth anything. That it's just it's it's all a clown show and nothing matters. And 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 that is even more dangerous than any part of it. We cannot just just turn our backs on the process, not stay engaged, and not be as vocal as we possibly can be under the, the guise that nothing's ever going to change anyway. Or it's just all a big clown show, and it's all you know. It's all hope is lost. That is even more dangerous. And and Byron brings the hope and the ideas of debate back to it. Go ahead and let them, let's hear them. Yeah, yeah. You know, more than anything, and I've said this a number of times, you know, I loved Donald Trump 
because he was such a radical departure of the status quo. I, I was ready to vote for anybody who wasn't a politician at that point, uh, certainly anybody who wasn't an establishment candidate. Uh, so uh, Byron Donalds, uh, I like I like his affectation. I, I like how he speaks. Uh, I like the ideas that he puts out. And uh, and I think that he has been uh, great in the House up until this point. But take a listen to this. They ask him if he's worried about some type of retribution from Kevin McCarthy because he refuses to support him. And he had the gall to vote for himself. Are you worried about retribution after the fact? There was threats that threats that the vote for McCarthy would be kicked off committees. Now you've put yourself in a, in a pretty public position opposing who the person that could be, be the speaker. Are you worried about retribution? Man, I'm 6'2", 275. I'm not worried about that. Are you worried about <laughs> retribution? I'm 6'2", 275. I'm not worried about that. Good. Uh, we need people who are... <laughs> We need people who are confident in Congress. We need people who are not afraid to go their own way or to go the way that their conscience tells them they should be going or more than anything, most importantly, to go the way the American people dictate they should go because we elected you. You would be unemployed if it wasn't for the people of this nation. You should be representing the will of the people. And for a very long time, the people in Congress have represented nothing more than the lobbying interests, than their own personal finances uh, and, uh, and and their friends. Uh, but they're not representing the people. We need them to represent us. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm really excited to see how this plays out for the rest of the day. Uh, you know, it, the news cycle is essentially dominated by this right now. You'd think that basically nothing else is happening out there uh, because, uh, you know, we actually did have uh, a, a bit of movement in the Carrie Lake trial. Uh, Abe, I'm sure that you heard that she had a, a petition yeah. to have her case moved to the state Supreme Court. I, I'm actually <clears throat> a little fuzzy on the uh, judicial structure there in Arizona because you have the Arizona Supreme Court, but then you have the state Supreme Court, which appears to be over and above that. And I guess I just always assumed that those two things were one and the same. Do you have any direct information about that for me, Abe? I mean, by the way I understand it is you, you can go to the state Supreme Court and then, and then there's like the appeals court that is mm -hmm. – like the district courts, you know, like the sixth district, the ninth district, whatever like that, that covers several states. That's, that's the structure that I understand. I don't know that there's a separate, uh, other than that, you know, there's, there's the local jurisdiction, right. And then there's, um, the, the, the overseers of that. And then there's the Supreme court over all of that. Right. So there is, there is that. And then there's the appeals court and, you know, Terry's okay. late case, shows shows damage and criminality it's got it's got a lot of potential go ahead you know yeah I, I i think that perhaps i just read it incorrectly because they refer to it as the arizona supreme court and then they refer to her petition to go directly to the state supreme court bypassing the state appeals court so okay i they they actually are the same body and this this was exactly what i thought previously i i just was confused when i read it on the fly here um but uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, sure. the, the The argument is that uh, you know there was criminality, there was intent, uh, and uh, and I think that was that was shown. Uh, you know, what was the most shocking moment of the Lake trial for you, Abe? Uh, none of it was shocking. Uh, the The only thing that was semi shocking <laughs> to me is 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 the fact that uh, ten, ten of the counts that are the most um, obvious 
violations of Arizona statutes got thrown out. And Carrie Lake is appealing on those statutes because she's got a solid case. They, you can't violate Arizona state law and then just just ignore it because why? Because what? Uh, you, 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 whatever reason you want to come up with. And so, you know, the, all of these things, a lot of people have seen go to the courts and just have lost complete and total faith in the courts. And again, it's that's too simplified of an argument for the courts to just say they're all corrupted or it's not worth the time or nothing's ever going to happen with it. There's a lot of case law and, and tort reform that, that does have to happen in order for us to get our, our, our legal system back into, into check granted there. But in the meantime, that doesn't mean that there's no hope on these cases and they're Carrie's case is very, very, very solid. And I'm watching it very closely, bro. I, I I absolutely agree, <clears throat> and I think that this is a, a good move. You know, I mean, it takes uh, you know some some time out of the uh, equation. It gets her to a higher court quicker, uh, and so they have scheduled it for a uh, uh, for a date for a hearing. Uh, I believe that is going to be January twenty third, if I'm not mistaken. Um, oh, shoot, where did it go? Uh, I'm sorry, January twenty fourth. That's when they're going to hear oral arguments. Um, I did not play this yet on uh, on the show, and it's something that I keep meaning to. But this is Katie Hobbs being sworn in in her private ceremony. I think normally it's done in a in a public ceremony, but of course she's got uh, concerns about her safety and security. But it just a very odd thing happened when she was asked if she would swear to uphold the Constitution. Let's take a listen. So when she's asked if she will support the Constitution, uh, she, instead of just saying, yes, of course, part of her oath, she she bursts into laughter and she kind of deflects for a second. I mean, it's it, it seemed to me to almost be uh, and it was a show of guilt, uh, but it was done unintentionally. You know, like it, it was almost like her body reacted when she was presented with the uh, possibility that she might get caught for stuff she's already done because she's already not supported the Constitution in a number of just very public ways. Um, the mindset of a leftist is there's no such thing as the Constitution or sure. the rule of law. They don't it doesn't even enter their their thought process when they consider anything because they don't look at it as as a uh as as a document that should be um be held by they look at it as a moving document that uh is no longer valid so you know i think it was a natural reaction for her just like yeah i'll support the kind of sure whatever that is you know there's this this 200 year old document written by old white men right yeah so i think that was the reaction it was just like yeah sure thing buddy yeah um so Look at this, too. Uh, look at the, the gaslighting on behalf of the mainstream media. Uh, we had Hannity dismissing Lauren Boebert for standing with her morals. Um, we had Dan, Crench Dan Crenshaw calling them terrorists. And now, I guess earlier today, Fox and Friends calling the 20 Republicans standing in unison against Kevin McCarthy insurrectionists and saboteurs. Um, you know, I wonder if they got their talking points directly from Paul Ryan on this one. 
Um, I, this 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 makes me this makes me even more proud of these twenty brave representatives uh, refusing to buckle in the face of what must be an overwhelming amount of pressure. I mean, we saw yesterday Matt Gates said that one of his colleagues had received a threatening text message from Kevin McCarthy. I mean, can you imagine? I would love to FOIA the conversations that these people are having behind the scenes uh, just to witness the pure panic and, and, you know, in Kevin's case, the humiliation. Yeah, it's, it's freaking hilarious to watch. And um, you're absolutely right, though. You, While you said it facetiously, but Paul Ryan is giving the talking points here. And it says a lot about where, well, 2020 should have said everything we need to know about Fox News already, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's Tucker's been just, just killing it with as far as finding the, the most relevant topics that even alternative media is talking about. You know, I think Hannity for a while there, Got a lot of his cues from Q drops and from yes. uh, the alternative community. He had he had news advisors that would pay attention to what shows like yours and I were talking about, and they would you know throw a few of those bones into the into the mainstream. And the only people that are doing that right now that I see is Jesse Waters and Tucker Carlson and Glenn Beck and those types that are willing to take these topics on and uh, and really and really get more exposure to them. And that that's always been the way it, it is, right? They don't. The government does not want people talking about things that are at least at, at the least bit embarrassing to anything they do there. Mm-hmm. And they have been manipulating the discussion using the Department of Homeland Security all the way up to DARPA to manipulate the talk and to not allow the truth to come out there. And, and the, the more people that see that, however they have to see it, the better. <laughs> uh, I agree. I absolutely agree. All right. Uh, so. One of the uh, one of the, the the least popular members of the House of Representatives um, was Adam Kinzinger. I think we can all agree on that. You know, Adam Cryan Kinzinger. Uh, he was uh, perhaps uh, related to John Boehner. I don't know, but um, he has now joined the team at CNN. I think that that is also something that many people will not be surprised to hear. Uh, He put out a tweet. Adam Kinzinger says he's happy to join the team, CNN. Uh, And now he is going to be working with them as a senior political correspondent. Um, I don't think this is going to do CNN any favors. I don't think it's going to win them uh, any new viewers. Uh, And uh, I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing his hot takes on the air there, uh, especially given the fact that CNN and, and the leadership there have openly said that they're trying to move away from this ultra-partisan left-wing type of uh, politics that they've been pushing on the American people for so many years. Um, the only thing that's missing is, is Liz Cheney. I, I don't know. Has Liz Cheney actually also joined the uh, the cast there at CNN? Oh, I know she's going to be looking for a job real soon. I know that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah speaking of uh, of veterans with PTSD, Dan, you know, Dan Crenshaw and uh, and Adam Kinzinger are are examples not only in uh, in DC or in in the mainstream media community that of representatives, but it also happens in an alternative media community as well, where people people um, raise up veterans on a pedestal, and so therefore they look to them with more. Um, credence in their opinions or what they say, when in reality, 
you know, there's there's a the vast majority of uh, people that I met in the Marine Corps were complete and total morons and manipulated idiots. I mean, let's be freaking real here. Yeah. You know, yes, respect them for their service, respect for what they've done, but that doesn't give them better knowledge or more information. And in fact, it it, it compartmentalizes their information even more to where it limits the the uh, perspective, and it makes it easier for people around the veterans to manipulate them even more into the puppets that they are. And so uh, that, you know, th this topic for me is a bigger picture one that frustrates the hell out of me, not just in the alternative media community, but in general, the, I, I love the respect that people give to veterans for their service, especially those that have been injured in some kind of way, but that doesn't mean that they have more credence or more perspective or more knowledge than anybody else. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I, I wanted to make sure that we uh, we talked about uh, the situation that uh, was reported on this morning. Uh, some evidence of election irregularities, you might say, uh, in uh, in Pennsylvania, Luzerne County, Pennsylvania. Uh, some people who were actually working on the elections uh, on November 8th uh, were giving an interview with a local Pennsylvania news agency. Uh, and... Uh, one of the people was Alyssa Fusaro. Uh, she said that poll workers, and that included five judges of elections, canceled at several precincts, which almost caused them to be shut down, and also that several printers ran out of ballot paper. Now, would you be surprised if I told you that these were Republican-leaning precincts? I, I would hazard a guess and say no. Uh, and what's also interesting is that the problems that were reported in Pennsylvania on Election Day also seem to mysteriously not affect any Democrat-leaning districts. Um, you know, th this is you know not surprising. I mean, this is just the same pattern of events. Oh, and we just lost Abe. We just lost Abe. Yeah, election or erection. Did I say erection? Eleg <laughs> election irregularities. That's funny. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is again, this is the same thing that happened in Arizona. Seen the same thing in Georgia. Uh, she said that uh, initial tally sheets were wildly unreconcilable for several polling places. One of them had a discrepancy of as many as a thousand votes. Uh, and she's had a number of affidavits from people who were unable to vote uh, and they were actually turned away when they showed up to do so. Uh, so, again, this is business as usual uh, in uh, modern America in the 21st century. And uh, this is something that we need to fix if we hope to have fair and free elections in the future. Uh, this is not simply an irregularity or something that, uh, you know, just happened out of the blue. These are illegal actions that are taking place in counties and cities all over the nation. Uh, and, you know, this is the reason why I continually press you guys to get involved in local politics. Uh, the candidates that we have now, the people who uh, have thrown their name in the hat uh, in so many of these places are compromised, and it's going to take a lot of time to get them out of there. Uh, and the only way that that can happen is if we have people to replace them. Uh, and it looks like Abe's call dropped, yes, and he'll be back later. So I'll get a hold of him after the show. All right, let me go over here to the chats and see if there's anything over there. Best choice for for speaker would be Trump himself. I agree. Uh, that's uh, S. Topple over on Odyssey. Uh, let me see. Uh, and then 
Is the live stream not? Oh, the live stream's not working on Odyssey. What the heck? Let me refresh. That's so weird. Yeah, it's not working. Okay. Sorry about anybody who is trying to watch over on Odyssey. Uh, thank you over here on Getter. Kevin must step aside. Uh, Jeffrey's ahead of McCarthy. <laughs> oh, C-SPAN has to have its highest ratings ever. Yes, I'm certain that they probably do. Uh, let me go ahead and look over here on Rumble. Yeah, did I say did I say that, Wheezy? That's so funny. Uh, that's funny. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Solo Tango says, I don't like the hero worship of today. My grandpa didn't like it either, and he was a World War II vet. Uh, yeah, I, I think that America has an issue with placing people on pedestals and um, not thinking critically about who they are necessarily. Veterans have done a tremendous service to us. It's only through their service that America has remained free throughout the years. Um, but uh, the veterans that I know, they don't like being, you know, overly lauded for it. You know, I mean, it's 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 fine. It's enough to say it once, uh, not to draw too much attention to it. A lot of guys went through horrific circumstances. You know, uh, my grandpa was fight fought in Italy during World War Two, and he got shot in the leg. And uh, you know, he didn't like talking about the war. He he didn't like uh, talking about the stuff that he saw. I'm sure that he saw some bad stuff. Uh, over here on the foxhole, sunny day. Thanks again for that Mandela effect comment. Uh, Lou Ann V says, what a time to be alive. Warrior for Jesus says, I just want to tell you that I appreciate your work, brother. God bless you. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate you being here. Uh, Cynthia, thank you for that cookie. Filter Dog One says, hashtag never Kevin. Uh, Nakaz808 says, aloha, red pill fam, aloha, brother. Uh, and uh, Lisa's feeling better now, so I'm going to check out uh, that stuff on Instagram. Uh, and then Jay, just Jay, thank you very much for that phone. I appreciate it. Uh, vote number eight. Yes, vote number eight is coming up. Uh, obviously, I'm going to be talking about this later on in the day. Uh, yes, yes, it's true, Sousa Castle. Kevin is zero and eight. Well, I think he's, he's zero and seven. The eighth vote has yet to take place, if I'm not mistaken, or, or it, maybe it's happening right now. Uh, yes. Oh, North Africa, mom. Uh, sorry, North Africa. That's close to Italy. But yes, North Africa. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right, guys, that's all I've got for you today. Let me go ahead and pass out these gold pills. I'll be back at 4 p.m. on 412's channel for another episode of Taking It Back. And then I have my own episode of RPN uh, doing a, a, updates on what's happened with the speaker vote. I'm expecting at least two more votes. Who knows how many votes Kevin McCarthy is going to allow himself to endure this is a humiliating defeat for him, and he's got to be feeling like uh, it's time to pull out at any time. But here's the thing. Like I said earlier, I think it really is all about ego. He believes that it's his time to be Speaker of the House, and if only he can force the people who don't want to vote for him to cast a ballot in his name, then he can make it. And then once he does, he'll have control of the House. He's going to feel like the big man on campus. Uh, but at this point, Kevin, it's not going to happen. All right. And uh, maybe if you would have supported America First candidates in the midterms, maybe if you hadn't taken money from FTX, maybe if you hadn't used that money uh, to campaign against the people that we wanted in Congress, people like my good friend J.R. Majewski, uh, maybe things would be different. But coulda, woulda, shoulda, you didn't. And so here we are. And now you're not going to be Speaker of the House. Uh, thank you very much to everybody for being here. Uh, Miss Vici, one more time. Is she unmove? Is there her unmovable support for McCarthy? guarantees her admittance to the committees she has been blocked from. Uh, yes, I would think that if we're talking about MTG or we're talking about anybody who has supported Kevin, if Kevin gets through, 
then yes, he would have promised her something. And the fact that she's been shut out from those committees, I I would imagine that that's probably what she's going to get. But I would think whoever ends up being Speaker of the House, she's probably going to get a committee assignment. Uh, Question is, is it the committee assignment she wants? Again, this is politics. This is all about the relationships. This is about the quid pro quo and the glad handing. Uh, So thank you again for being here. And uh, until later tonight, good luck and God bless. We'll see you then.